Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to day two of CND After Dark. Yes. CND post sunset, if you will. It is um, the next day after recording our writer's room revision type of thing. Um, we kind of had to do things a little ahead of schedule, but that's okay. We always figure things out here at Courage and Doll. Um, so, seamless second, we're kind of going to share one this week because uh, we don't have one. <laughs> It's been a day. We haven't had time to analyze what's going on in pop culture and all that yet. And nothing new has really happened. But as a special birthday present to the doll of Courage and Doll. Oh, thank you. We got season four of Thirteen Reasons Why. I'm so excited. And, you know, whenever people on Twitter, like, some people on Twitter have been like, retweeting it saying like if you want a real good like a really good show to watch watch this on netflix and then they're just like i can't believe the show is still on and i'm like thank goodness thank goodness it's still on even though it's ending this season and my heart breaks every time i think of it we both admittedly (laughs) said i want to start today even though (laughs) yes we decided to wait until it's actually like the week that we're doing the 13 Reasons podcast. Yeah. So we have, what, like another... T- we have like two, two weeks. weeks. Oh my god. We never... Whenever 13 Reasons comes out, we always do it like the week it comes out. But, you know, things are a little off this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited. You know, I always hate on 13 Reasons Why when I first start the season. Um, I always say, like, this show is just so horrible. But then once you end it, it's like... Oh. It's so good. It happens every season. And I think going in this time, I think we're both having this positive attitude about it. You know, we can't, we're never going to experience this ever again. We really aren't. Until we rewatch um, season one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's going to be sad. Um, you know, this isn't our 13 Reasons Why podcast, but who who are you going to miss um, from from the characters? Not Ani. Um... <laughs> Okay, who am I going to miss? Obviously, Clay, duh. Obviously. I'm definitely going to miss Alex because he was one of my favorites. Um, Jessica. Oh, Jessica, I love her. Mm-hmm. I love them all for like different reasons. Yeah. Tyler, that sweet little angel and everything he went through. Yeah. I'm just, I have to remember some people's names again because, you know, I, I can put a face to it, but... Um, not a name. Maybe Justin. I'm always conflicted on him. I always am. Like, going into the season, I'm like, you know, I'm really rooting for Justin. And then he just does something that makes me angry. But you want him to get better every I time. Do. I really do. Um, Yeah, but enough talk about 13 Reasons Why. We have a special review episode for y'all today. What do we have, Taylor? Oh god. Our first ever what 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 would we call this? Like press embargo? Early release? I think it is a press embargo. It's not a brand deal because we're not getting paid. <laughs> but I appreciate it but nevertheless. We, but we appreciate it. Um 
You know, we have to thank Tricoast Entertainment for giving us an early screening of their newest film, Agatha Christine. Next door spy. Yes. When we first got this email, we were excited. We were ecstatic. Somebody has asked us to review their film. We've never had an offer before. We never have. And you know what? We took it up. We took it up. Now, we should say, Next Door Spy, it is, I would say it's like a children's film, children's animated film for like older elementary school kids, I would say. I think plot-wise, children, it's like a child-safe film. Mm -hmm. There is some language. I was shocked. (laughs) I said while we were watching it, I said it kind of reminds me of Persepolis in a way, Mm -hmm. Um, if you've seen that. I love that film. It's it's amazing. I watched it in my French 2020 class. Um, it gives me that kind of energy. It's also a foreign film. It is dubbed mm-hmm. over and like or not dubbed over, but like it's in English. If that makes any sense. The writer slash director Carla von Bingsten. I'm so sorry if I'm like pronouncing that wrong. Is from. Denmark, Copenhagen specifically, Mm -hmm. and I noticed during the film there was some text that wasn't in English, so I said, okay, it's probably not an American film, and the, like, production company's logo is Copenhagen, so. Yeah, um, so that's what made me, like, maybe swear words aren't, like, like, as taboo as they are over here, I guess. I appreciate spicy language every now and then. I was just shocked. Because it is kind of branded as this, like, kid-friendly film. And then the older brother just out of nowhere says the S word. I'm like, okay. Like, I'll go with it. But at first I thought he said it wrong. Like, I just misheard. And then everybody kept saying hell. But they they were just saying it like, what the hell? And I was like, okay. It's not a religious film, everyone. Uh, It did kind of make some C&D history. Because I'm pretty sure this is the first animated anything we've ever done. That is true. That's why we kind of took it upon us to review the film. We've never done this before. So we got to review it as if we were kids. Let's like dive in to our childhood. And being completely honest, we were a little apprehensive about doing Mm -hmm. something that's geared for like a younger audience. But I can legitimately say I had fun watching it. I watched it this morning. What was her... Like, slogan, like, whenever she called somebody, it was like, um, it's over, like, macaroni bologna or something. <laughs> it's over phony bologna, fish sticks up. <laughs> I loved it. Um, the animation was really good. It was really cool. I really liked it. So, basically, it follows this 10-year-old girl, Agatha Christine. She's a spy, you know, kind of a freelance detective. Um, she works from her family's basement. It's not creepy, I promise. Um, her family moves to this new area, and she has to establish herself there as a detective. So, you know, she goes to this grocery store, sees somebody, like, potentially stealing, and she says to the store owner, like, hey, I can hook you up. This could be her big break in the spy private eye detective Mm -hmm. arena um if they do end up making this movie like the comeback of spy media for children i will be so over the moon because i feel Mm -hmm. like the early 2000s was like prime spy media 
Like, we had the Spy Kids franchise, which was huge. We had mm-hmm. Agent Cody Banks. We had Totally Spies. We had Michelle Trachtenberg as Harriet the Spy. And we did have Charlie's Angels. Yes, we did. We had so, so much to give. And then Spy Media just kind of fell off. Like, yeah, they're all the Bond films and stuff, but I'm kind of like... But they've been around forever. And bring it back for the kids. Bring it back for the kiddos. Mm-hmm. I bought those little spy books. You know, there's nothing more exciting than, like, thinking you're a spy or you've solved a case. Agatha Christine reminds me of, like, me as a kid. I mean, I never dreamt of being a spy or anything, but, you know, we all had those vivid imagination. I definitely wanted to be a spy. <laughs> But she's taken it upon herself to build a career out of it at 10 years old. I mean, none of us can say that we did that. That queen knew what she wanted and went after it. So, um, Agatha Christine, AC, as she's known on the streets, mm-hmm. um, her, her family, sister, little brother, and mom, they're new in town. And mom is really pushing for a fresh start. Mom's a little apprehensive about her daughter's habits and behaviors, you know. She's a little not about it. Which I can kind of understand because, you know, at first it might have just seemed like an imaginary thing. Like, oh, I'm just playing detective. And then, you know, AC's really going out there in a dangerous situation catching robbers and thieves. I mean, that's pretty dangerous for a 10-year-old. Breaking into people's homes for evidence. There was a lot of things I will say about AC. I was like, come on, girl. Come on. She said, I need the clues. Like, do you even have a warrant for this? Do you? She said, I don't need it when I'm a sleuth. Because her lizard said otherwise. (laughs) She said, I'm looting and I'm sleuthing, baby. I don't need no permission. Mm -hmm. But our queen, you know, she sees... A character, right off the bat, right when her mom pulls the car up to the new house, she sees a character that's going to become so important to her, Vincent, and his older brother, who I don't remember if they ever said his name. I don't remember his name, to be honest. But they're like little skateboarding e-boys. When they skated past that first time, I cracked up. I don't know why I thought it was so funny. His hair is, like, over his... I mean, he's really got that emo hairstyle down. It is Bieber fever all over again. And yes. that is the hairstyle that used to almost automatically ensure that you were a cutie when I was in middle school. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they're just some skater boys. Um, but they come from a skater family, apparently. Mm-hmm. They, there's this big skater contest going up. You know, the dad's really pushing for his kids to join the contest. I wish we had a little bit more information on why that was. Like, is he a famous skateboarder? Is he Tony Hawk? <gasps> is he? That'd be amazing. Um, guest star. Later in the film, we learn some secrets have been kept by Vincent. We won't get into them just yet, but we got to go back to AC and her family. So her mom gives her some like expensive ballet shoes and you know, this like pink like top and stuff like this, hoping that her daughter can stray away from the detective work. Very stereotypically like girly, think you're shopping Mm -hmm. at Justice, maybe Claire's, that type of beat. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because mom just wants her daughter to be quote unquote normal. She kind of wants her to leave the spy stuff behind because AC doesn't really have any friends her age. I just think like her reasoning was just a little off because for me, if I was a mom, I would worry more about her safety. If I like pushed that and just said to my daughter, like, I don't want you to get hurt out there. I think that could maybe like get into a kid's mind. I think the mom was just focused on the social aspect. Mm -hmm. Because her older daughter has like all the friends and you know, she's like kind of the stereotypical perfect daughter to her mom. She's a little sassy, like, she's stereotypical, like, teenage big sister. Mm -hmm. Um, I said earlier she reminded me of Debbie from (laughs) the Wild Thornberries, the girl with, like, the the hair Mm -hmm. over one eye. It gave me that kind of energy. And Kevin, little baby brother, he was so freaking cute. He was so cute. He was, you know, your stereotypical baby. He he was just like, goo-goo-ga-ga. He was having the time of his life when he threw that little cereal bowl or whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, me too. Yep. And all he had, all he was doing is just eating and sleeping. That That's the life I want. And wiping away tears. Mm-hmm. But you know, when he cuddled up against AC in the bed, wiping her tears. I, You know, that was real. That just hit me real hard. Emotional support, honestly, truly, at such a young age, to be so emotionally yeah. intelligent. Who needs an emotional support dog when you have an emotional emotional support baby? The mom, she kept talking about fresh start, fresh start, fresh start. And I'm really wondering, what exactly are they escaping from? I thought it had something to do with the dad. Because, you know, dad's not in the picture. Maybe the writers are just like, uh, dad's too many characters. Just, like, not having been there. I thought for a second it was the dad, like, maybe they got divorced or something, or maybe AC was just, like, you know, some parents are like, I want better for my kids. Yeah, maybe AC, maybe there was an incident at their old town or whatever, where AC got into trouble for her detective work, but I feel like that would have been brought up. I want the writer to let me know, Carla, if you have the answer, I mean, you would have the answers. yeah. yeah. You want the right. Pass them along, cause I want to know. Um, yeah, so she just jumps immediately into her detective work, trying to get herself established. And when she's talking to this like convenience store owner, she says, "You know, I can catch your thief. I can do it. It's me." And he says, "Little girl, what are you talking about?" And he said, "I'll give you fourteen days." To find the thief. And our girl AC gets a little cocky. The C isn't for Christine. It's for cocky. She said, I can do it in a week. Because she thinks it's Vincent. She knows it's Vincent. And it turns out, it is Vincent. But for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So, there's this whole thing where, you know, she sneaks into Vincent's bedroom. Um, very stalker-like. And he freaks out stuff like that um ac she just can't quite understand what's wrong here <laughs> she just she's like she's like I-, I thought we were all playing detective i thought we were all playing it and they're next door neighbors so our girl thinks she's just gonna slip and slide out the window and go eat dinner mm-hmm. and vincent the snitch he is says dad there's a girl in my room and daddy Takes them both over to Mama, Mama Cop. 
and she says, you know what? How about I pay your son to hang out with my daughter She's and teach desperate. her skateboard tricks? She's really desperate. If my mom ever did that to me, imagine paying another child to That's hang out with That's when you your know kid. you've been at a new low. They hang out, but not really hang out. They they kind of hate each other, but you know, it's really it's really just a crush. <laughs> it's like the David Archuleta song. Yeah, Vi- like Vincent is so convinced that AC is a stalker because everywhere he goes, she just be popping up, and he starts teaching her these skateboard tricks on a scooter. I didn't know that those were equivalents, but I guess they are. Um, and he he just disappears. He's like, "Yo, gotta go. Got things to do." And AC's like, why is he leaving every day? She overhears him talking to another boy about, like, taking something back or something like that. And she's like, what is he doing? He must be up to something. Um, So she falls into the old lemonade factory. I mean, lemonade factory, of all things. That's on Eliza. I, I, was it carbonated? I mean, she was finally, maybe Eliza has finally been caught in her lies. I'm so sorry if anybody's hearing this. I've never heard our writer's room episode. I think it's going up after this, but it'll all make sense eventually. Oh, that, that does make sense. Huh. Well then. Anywho, she finds Vincent, you know, hiding in this factory. And she crawls with this little window that's, like, broken. I'm like, girl, watch, watch the sharp edges. Watch the sharp edges, please. Why was everyone getting hurt in this movie? I don't know, but they didn't seem hurt, please. A dog bite <laughs> with that infection. That whole arm was red. And then she, like, had this, like, cast on her leg from falling. And then in her dream, um, Vincent rolled his ankle in the dream. There was a lot of, like, ankle foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Something I never knew I would experience. Yeah. So, a lot of stuff happens. Um... I don't know. I think she was caught, like, stalking him again, and she tried to prove that he was a thief. But she ends up, like, kind of caught in the act herself. Okay, let's take two steps back for a second for the people at home. Well, I'm, like, all over the place with this movie. <laughs> um, so after the initial setup by AC's mom of, you know, the organized gatherings, the organized playdates, if you will... Vincent and AC make a deal, like, look, I don't want to be with you, you don't want to be with me, you tell my mom that you hang out with me every day, and I collect the money that she would be giving to you, because AC's big dream is to have a dog. That's Mm. why she goes into the business, she's saving up that coin to get a dog. And Vincent's kind of like, okay, deal. That's not going to stop her from fighting crimes. But we need to talk about the most problematic character of this film. Is it the lizard? And that is dinosaur lizard reptilian. Okay, the thing was really cute when it was like a little baby. But, you know, when it when it grew, that thing was ugly. It was scary. I don't know. It was really scary. I at first didn't know what it would like, what it meant, what purpose. I think it was supposed to be like, I don't know. A part of me is like, I think it's imaginary. I think it's, like, her projecting her, like, insecurities onto this imaginary figure, kind of. But she did have the egg for real. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it hatched and that was in her imagination. Like, 
the hatching? I don't know, but that thing was terrifying. The little dinosaur reptile lizard thing. I say that because I don't know what it is. Like, they say it's not a lizard, but I'm not sure. Um, it... Maybe I'm, like, just being ridiculous, but it kind of, to me, gave me the energy that, like, it was her mom. Oh. Okay. Because the dinosaur lizard egg thing is, like, you're you're a bad... You're bad detective. You're not observant. You're not pretty like this other girl that doesn't even exist because it's a dog. You're you're like none of these things. Basically, all your insecurities thrown at you, and it just gets worse as the thing grows and grows and grows. And it gets so scary to the point where it it looks like it's gonna like eat mm-hmm. her or eat Kevin. Yeah. But it was hanging out under the bed, going like. <laughs> I said. So is that thing just gonna live with them like for the rest of their lives? I don't know. I said, what is going on? It was living in the basement. And then finally our girl AC trapped it in the basement because she said, I can't live like this anymore. And that was kind of her big turning point of, I don't need anyone else's approval or validation. The only thing that matters is my opinion of myself. If I think I'm a good detective, I'm a good detective. Um, We should say something about the girl that you mentioned. So she talks to the grocery store owner and she kind of hits at the idea that she's like, would Vincent ever steal? And he's like, Vincent? No. I mean, like, he's had a hard time throughout the summer. You know, he lost his best friend. And at first she's like, yo, his best friend's dead? And the guy's like, "Uh, no, that is not what I said, AC. He lost his, like, his little girlfriend moved away. So, you know, she starts becoming obsessed with this, like, girlfriend idea. Um, and then everybody else in the town is like, oh my gosh, you're jealous of that girlfriend. You want to be his girlfriend. Oh, AC. And then the mom's like, you're dating Vincent? And she's like, this is the greatest day of my life. This is the day I've been waiting for my entire life. Sarah, your sister has a boyfriend. I said, oh, sweetie. Yeah. Well, while they're pretending to be all lovey-dovey, you know, what what happens during this time? Let's see. I watched this this morning, and it's been so many hours since. Um, I think it comes out. This is when she sneaks out of the house to go to the convenience store at night and catches Vincent. And then her mom pulls up because, as I said earlier, her mom is a police officer. Um, and it's like, AC, you know better than to steal. And she's she's trying her hardest to explain the situation. But Mama is not having it because her daughter has already gotten in trouble for X, Y, and Z throughout the film. And it's kind of like one of those boy who cried wolf situations. Yeah. Where it's like... But it wasn't me. And, like, this time it actually was yes. not her. And then Vincent goes missing. But no one really seems that concerned that he's missing. Like, if I'm being really I honest. I mean, nobody seems concerned. But, you know, I feel like AC's mom is more concerned because she's a cop. And she's like, okay, we haven't found him anywhere. We're going to have to spread this across the entire country. And my thing was, is that even though AC has seemed unreliable in the past, she does keep saying, like, I think he's here. I think he's here. Like, why? Like, when you're a cop, when you think, like, you would go, you would take anything into consideration, like... Just, like, try. Yeah, and you would think you would check 
like the the abandoned lemonade factory in town. And also, like, AC has been, even though, like, she technically hasn't been hanging around him the whole time, like, genuinely hanging out, she has spent a lot of time around him stalking and sleuthing. So, I'm like, if anything, just give it a shot, you know? Worst thing happens, you get there, he's not there. Well, you know, this is the point where AC kind of says, okay, I gotta give up this spy act because her mom's, like, taking all the stuff away and so she's, she starts dressing in all the pretty clothes that her mom gives her. Her sister does her makeup. Mm-hmm. She kind of puts up this act. She really thinks that Vincent is still up to something. She wants to figure out this case. She, you know, goes and sneaks off to the lemonade factory. And what do you know? She finds Vincent there. Because earlier she saw that he had a bite mark and that he was hurting. And she was like, well, he's going to be in trouble. He needs a doctor. So that's kind of why she wanted to go. But also she kind of wanted to solve the case. And she finds that his little dog is there. His little dog. And something's wrong with the little dog. But turns out that little dog was just pregnant with one puppy. I don't know how that works. But... She said, I am only financially stable enough to support one pup at this time. Mm -hmm. It all works out because the whole reasoning Vincent lost his dog in the first place. Who was the little girlfriend that the store owner was talking about. Which I think the store owner was kind of confused about that probably. There was some miscommunication going around. I don't know why he wouldn't just straight up say... Vincent lost his dog this summer, but then the whole story would fall yeah. apart. Anywho, um, it's AC's dream to have a dog, which her mom is kind of shut down that idea after all of the bad behavior she's gotten herself into. And it is Vincent's dream to have his best friend back by his side again. So what does he do? He says, here you go, girly pop. You can let my dog live in your basement because we're next door neighbors and I can see it all the time. And you can have her puppy. So you get all the responsibility plus a giant lizard. And I get to come over and pet it. Yeah. Whatever I Um, want. The lizard did end up in some weird animal control van, thankfully. mm. But um, I should probably also mention that the reason why the dog was hiding in the lemonade factory is because um, Vincent's brother was allergic so they couldn't have any more. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but and Vincent said like the cutest thing. He was like, how can you just like give up your dog? Like I can't just do that. He was so devastated. His arm was about to fall off due to infection. And he was just trying to steal dog food and licorice so that his doggy could be happy and healthy mm-hmm. and give birth to her little baby pupper. And, you know, everybody turns out to be friends in the end because this is a kid's movie and we can't have a bad ending. I think they became more than Ooh, friends in the okay. end. There was a little handhold. Yeah, and AC, she gets another case. Business is running, uh, running smoothly for her. She is becoming a household name in this town. Um, and good for her. Good for her for doing that. She was truly a pioneer kids spies everywhere yeah. and maybe you know i think this is a good film for for kids out there who have a wild imagination i think this is a good kids movie i even told you earlier 
that if this movie came out when I was a kid, I would be all over this. But I still think it's good enough to where an adult, like maybe if you're a Mm -hmm. parent and you're watching with your child, or you're just an adult and you're into animation. Yeah. It holds up. I had fun watching it. It's about an hour and a half running time. Yeah, it runs like pretty, like it's not too slow, not too fast. The pacing's really good. Um, You know, I think it has good moral stories in there. Um, Everything connects really well. All of the clues, like they all add up. Yeah, it has good humor, I should say. I don't know. It's a really fun time, I think. I totally recommend it. I think it is worth the watch. I could see myself watching it again at some point. Maybe if I just wanted some comfort. As I said before, it really reminded me of Persepolis. Mm-hmm. And the animation style was so cool. Yeah. Like, it was very coloring pencil is what it looked like. And I'm not saying that in like a... It looked like coloring pencil. But it did. Like, it was yeah. like scribbly kind of. And I loved it. So, what would your rating be for this film? Okay, out of 10 fish sticks, I would give it a, let me think about it. I would give it like a seven and a half, eight. Like, I really liked Mm -hmm. it. I, you know, I'll give it a seven out of 10 fish sticks. Wow. That is a positive. It is positive. Positively positive rating. Well, Next Door Spy comes out June 16th on all digital platforms. On demand, Amazon, iTunes, DirecTV, AT&T, Fandango, FlixFling, and Vudu. Uh, thanks to Tricoast Entertainment for letting us see this. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah, should we take a quiz? We should. We're taking a quiz called, If You Were a Spy, Which One Would You Be? Brackets, inserts, fine music here. What is it? I just think like the James Bond theme. I can't sing Skyfall in the way that Adele would. <laughs> Skyfall. I don't have the pipes for that. Um, by Ray Chilling, who has a lot of points, like a lot of points. Thank you, Ray Chilling, Ray a community is contributor. Not chilling with that many points. Who is that she's hugging? Is that Justin Bieber? I think it is. Ray, how do you, how do you have the connections? Tell me. Tell me. Um, if you could shapeshift into one of these mythical creatures, which would you choose? Unicorn, dragon, but not Jake Long, fairy, mermaid, but not Ariel, yeti, or werewolf, a.k.a. Tyler Posey. Um, I, you know what? I always imagine myself as one of, like, the Tinkerbell Pixie Hollow <laughs> fairies. So, I I just want to go back to Pixie Hollow. I tried to find that game. It closed down 2010, apparently. Um, rip Pixie Hollow. But I'm going to choose fairy. Which one are you? Like, are you Silver Mist or Tinkerbell? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just created my own. Oh my god. I'm gonna be mermaid because I'm a Pisces. Isn't, like, water restorative? <laughs> um, speaking of Disney, 
choose a Disney character to be your sidekick. Merida, always we're going to change that fate. Basil, or as the Brits would say, Basil. Officer Clawhauser, not familiar with his work. That's in Zootopia. I've never seen that. I really recommend it. In these pressing times, relevant. Mike Wazowski, a hard worker if I've ever seen one. Chicken Little, who I often resemble, or Mushu from Mulan. I'm going to pick a classic, Mike Wazowski. I just have to. I think he's always up for, you know, a good time. I used to have a Mike Wazowski toy, and it had a button on the back of its head, and its one eyeball would blink. That's creepy. (laughs) I'm going to go with Chicken Little because I have bangs now. Choose a school subject to get rid of forever. Calculus. I know my choice. P.E., Physics, reading, writing, or history? Um, you know, hmm. I'm gonna have to choose physics. I am not a science gal. I'm not down for that. And I never even took physics in high school. I never took physics, um, but Michelle Trachtenberg in the movie Ice Princess, she was all about physics, so I can support it. But calculus? Pre-calculus? I didn't understand any of that mess. And that's on asymptotes and limits. You know, if I was in high school, I might have understood what you just said, but I did not now. Choose a spy gadget. Listening device. Camera pin. Ooh, night vision scope. Tracking device. That is so okay. Remote controlled robot or spy glasses. Um, I don't know what spy glasses do, but I'm really intrigued by them. So I'm going to choose those. I think I would pick listening device. I would love to just park outside Ooh. people's house and just, like, hear everything. <laughs> but I used to have, like, at the book fair, you know, when they would sell, like, those really random things. One of them was a spy book, and it came with, like, spy gadgets. And there were spy sunglasses in it, but they just had little mirrors taped to the lens you could see behind you. Oh, like Agatha's little like her little like, like little telescope thing. thing. <laughs> um, choose a strong female character. Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill. Ray from Star Wars: <laughs> The Force Awakens. Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games franchise. Alex Monday from. Storm from X-Men and Wonder Woman from DC Comics. (laughs) (laughs) I know Alex Monday. Like, I I know her face, but it's probably just the actor. I I tried looking at, like, Columbia Pictures. I'm like, okay, what do Columbia Pictures produce that I know her in? I don't. Maybe, um... Charlie's Angels. Is that it? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, sorry, Alex. Okay, I, you know, I'm a big Wonder Woman stan. I'm all about that female empowerment. You know, doing the right thing. Fighting wars all by myself because nobody else wants to. So, Wonder Woman it is. 
I, even though I don't know her very well and I just had to Google her, I'm going to pick Alex Monday because the Charlie's Angels, like, stance with, like, the guns, love that. Also, it gives me totally spies energy, and if any of y'all remember that show, it was so good with, like, Alex and Clover and whatever that girl's name is with the red hair, and they would always be fighting crime. So, Alex I don't think I've ever seen that. (gasps) What? Uh, Sorry. Uh, choose a crunchy food. Carrots. Specifically the babies. Potato chips. They looked kettle cooked. Granola with not enough <laughs> cranberries, question mark. Cereal looks like Captain Crunch all berries. Pretzels, not the the, the whatever, the classic pretzel shape. Yeah. And Not the Annie Ann's. <laughs> and walnuts that aren't even cracked yet. You know, I was going to pick walnuts, but they aren't cracked. And sometimes it's really hard to get those things open. So I'm going to choose pretzels because you can literally, you can have peanut butter with them. You can have hummus with them. You can like dip them in chocolate. So good. I am going to go with potato chips because I feel like I never have them these days. And sometimes a good old fashioned plain chip just be hit and different. Okay. Lastly, which of these TV shows has the best theme song? The Flintstones. I would sing it, but I don't remember. Me too. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The one that everybody knows. You know, you know. Pulled up to a house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cabbie, yo, I'm smelling like, y'all know, y'all know. Cheers, that would often be on when I would be going to bed. <laughs> And I think deep in my brain I know the theme song, but not well enough to be like. I actually don't know the theme song, so you know more than I do. <laughs> the Adams Family, we all know that one. All know that one. With the snaps and the butada. Friends, we all know that one. I could go the rest of my life without ever having to hear that again. Or Happy Days, I don't think I know that one. I don't either. Okay, I mean. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of wins out of all these. You know, I was going to pick Adam's Family because that's how I learned the days of the week. We would go, it's Monday and it's Tuesday, it's Wednesday and it's Thursday, it's Friday and Wait, it's I think I think that's how I learned the days of the week too. And those now are that I'm the thinking days of about the week. it. Oh my god, oh my god, my results. I'm dead. Okay. Okay, who'd you get? I mean... I just referenced this two seconds ago. I got Clover from Totally Spies. Mm. That was my show. I got Bob Hope from The Spy Next Door. Is that the one with Jackie Chan? Yes. Is it Jackie Chan? Yes, (gasps) I think so. I get to be animated pixie cut girl, or not pixie cut, more of like a bob, and you get to be Jackie Chan. Let me, let me, um, let me see if this is, um, who it is. The Spy Next Door. It is Jackie Chan. I've never seen this movie, but I've heard about it. I think I've seen the trailer before. Well, you know, I'll take being Jackie Chan. I'm so happy I got Clover. You have no idea. I'm I'm happy for you. You know, I'm not into like, I don't know that much about spy culture. So I don't think I would have known 
a lot i know it was spy kids but that was fun should we do our outro of course we hope you guys enjoyed this week's totally spectacular episode <laughs> Give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll and check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us CourageDollPodcast at gmail.com. And subscribe. Bye! Bye.